To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Get your sporting fix. Friday Sport on Wellington Mornings with RS Lane Panel and Vate. Get in the fast lane. RSLane.nz. Newstalk ZB. piece of music to play this morning uh adam cooper and jason pine joined me uh for our sports wrap just saying before you uh came in tiny bit like piney um come <laughs> last day last day blues saying it's a good piece of music to play today ian foster will break his silence this afternoon adam cooper all sports breakfast on saturday morning what are you thinking yeah, well, it's about time, isn't it, um, that someone from either the All Blacks or New Zealand rugby fronted on where things sit from last weekend. And, you know, this is not just a gripe from the media at the fact they haven't engaged with media since that brief statement from NZR boss Mark Robinson on Sunday. But the All Blacks have not even engaged with their fans since Sunday. They've put nothing on their social media channels. They've had no acknowledgement, no thanks for the support, nothing, no update on what's been going on. And it's just dragged on and on and on. And I think the silence has actually put them a few steps back in terms of where they could be in the public's eyes based on that uh, result to Ireland, where they could have been if Ian Foster fronted on Sunday. So I think finally Ian Foster will front this afternoon he'll reveal his rugby championship squads this afternoon as well for those big couple of tests against South Africa early next month, a squad that was meant to be named on Wednesday so it's just been a bit of a chaotic week really Um, so that would indicate, they've they've said that he's fronting as head coach this afternoon his job's safe for now, questions still remain over his assistant coaches um, whether they are going to get through this, it sounds like the NZR board is still meeting um, themselves today just looking through some options and the big one is Otago Daily Times are reporting that Sam Kane is set to lose his job as captain as well with Sam Whitelock coming in. So a lot happening um, and we'll find out more this afternoon. Jason Pine, Sam for Sam? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise in the world, would it? I think the, the, the growing noise around Sam Kane has been that, uh, that he, he may not be the best player in his position in the country. And therefore, you know, all of a sudden the, sh- the, the, the shine or the spotlight shining on him is a lot brighter. Because he's the captain, and yet is he the best player in his position? Is he the best number seven? A lot of people don't think that he is. Just on the Foster thing, I reckon he wanted to talk. Yes. Mm. I reckon he wanted yes. on Sunday morning to get up and fulfil his obligations. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know Ian Foster at all, but I just get that feeling that he was ready to get up and face the media on Sunday morning, as he has every other Sunday morning after he's been the All Blacks coach, win, lose or draw. The fact that he wasn't able to, I mean, you could even see there was a little clip on the news and, and um, he was just getting on the bus and one of the reporters said, oh, why is the press conference being cancelled? And he said, I don't know. Um, he, he obviously did know. He was he was obviously told. But I'm almost certain, without knowing for sure, that Ian Foster didn't go to the All Blacks media team and said, hey, I don't want to do this media conference. I'm not doing it. Mm. Can you just tell them I don't want to do it? That I'm almost positive that didn't happen. That just doesn't strike me as the kind of guy Ian Foster is. And I think people were ready to just hear from them. I mean, yep. I was walking out amongst the crowd, had to walk all the way around because I was down that, that back end of the stadium <laughs> on Saturday night. You got a sense that 
you know, people were disappointed, but there weren't riots. There weren't people, you know, causing issues because they were so upset that we lost. And I think people that paid 90 or 100 bucks to go along and see that game or paid for a night out to go and watch it at a pub deserved to hear from their team, their coach. And, and, we, we, and we all just wanted to see whether there was light at the end of the tunnel, didn't mm. we? We just wanted to see where we were heading. You know, we just lost the series. We want to know what's happening next. All we needed to do was come out and say it wasn't good enough. We want to address this. We're determined to turn things around. How good would have that sounded on Sunday afternoon? So either of you can answer this. Um, Sam Kane, if he gets dropped from from captaincy and possibly from the team, who will, who will play at seven? Well, no, he won't. He won't get dropped from the squad. He's still among the best loose forwards in the country. I, I can't see that. But you would will drop. he? Will he lose his starting position? Yeah, oh, potentially. Yes. Absolutely. So who will replace him? Well, uh, a lot of people think that that the best number seven going around is Artie Savia, but, but me clearly, included. But clearly, the Hurricanes and the All Blacks think he's a number eight. So let's let's keep him at number eight. Let's okay. keep him at number eight. For me, the best seven going around Super Rugby was Dalton Papali. Yep. You know, they tried to make him a six up in Auckland. Uh, sorry, in Dunedin, and he's just not big enough for that. So. I'd, I'd be looking for, I'd, I'd leave Artie at eight. I'd put Dalton Papali'i at, at seven. Then I'd have a conversation around six. Scott Barrett seems to be your man, the big body. Um, but, you know, then there's others like Akira Ioani in the mix. So we're hearing Cullen Grace might come in to the equation. He played mainly number eight for the Crusaders. But I think, it, you know, when you don't have to lock Sam Kane into your loose trio, you give yourself a heck of a lot more flexibility. Mm. What happened to the Coops? What happened to the big number eight? The big... You know, six four, six five guy that was the third option in the line out was athletic. I'm talking Zinzan Brook, yeah, Murray yeah, mixed yeah, in. Talking Kieran Reid. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't think Kieran was that great, but that style of number. But someone right? like yeah. Jerome Kano, I think the All Blacks have never quite replaced him, and just being able to rely on the, the power. And then you look at a couple of those Irish forwards that they are doing what Jerome Kano did for so many years, and and I think you know he didn't always get noticed, but he was just consistently there at the breakdowns, you know, just charging through. And I think. He's never quite been replaced, um, you know, since since 2015. Um, and, um, yeah, it's noticeable. Omani was incredible for the Irish, the number six for them, raw boned mm. into everything. As Coop said, just in every collision, in every breakdown, one of the standout men of the series, and we just didn't have it. OK, we're running out of time. I want to quickly talk about the Bulgarian inter- international that's signed by the Phoenix Piner. You you met him this morning, or met, you know, did you meet him this morning? Is yeah. he here? Yeah, no, no, he's here. We just got back from the media conference, actually, uh, where Bojidar Krav has, uh, has <laughs> made... His, I'm glad you said that, not me. His entrance. I liked him. I liked him. He's only 25, but he speaks pretty good English. Uh, has played mainly in Europe, in fact, almost exclusively in Europe. He's um, he's uh, an attacking midfielder, but he's not in the mould that the Phoenix normally go for. You can think of guys like Ulysses Davila, even Gal Sandoval last year, uh, Reno Piscopo. He's a lot taller. He's, he's He'd be 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, he's quite a tall guy, uh, but apparently very good with the ball at his feet. Uh, an attacking player. Of course, it remains to be seen. You've got to wait to see him play before you know how good he is. But, he, he um, you know, Ufuk Tele, I'll say this about Ufuk Tele, is he doesn't often get um, import recruitment decisions wrong. Pretty much every import he's brought to the club, um, in association with our good mate Sean Gill as operations manager, has been a success. There haven't been too many too many duds. And I like him. I've never met him, but I like I like watch what I see about him, and when I see reading the paper or see him, I, I, I kind of like him. I like I like the fact that he's the coach of the, the Phoenix or manager, oh, as you call it. Bulgarian guy. So, James, have you been welcoming to the airport or something? No, Coops, with his visa. Coops, <laughs> Coops, I've got to come to you on this uh, club rugby final, man. In my day, Pioneers, a little bit of Pioneers, very very young days. These were big events. These were 
One's on your calendar, big events, and I see that Norths are paying Petoni, and Norths are bringing the big guns to the playoffs. Tell us about this, because yeah, this, this well, is an event. They got through to the final four last week, and um, Norths thought, oh, well, we can use our use our contacts here. So running out for Norths in their semi-final win last weekend uh, was TJ Pedernada, was Duplessis Karifi, and the two Garden Bashit brothers, Jackson and Connor. <laughs> And no surprises. We know what happened. They came through to the final today. So uh, apart from Connor Garden Bashup, the rest of those three are playing in the big final tomorrow. So, yeah, big game for Norths and Petoni. Of course, they are the most successful team in history with this Jubilee Cup. So it will be a big game. But, geez, um, the two Sopoanga boys playing um, for the Petoni side. Uh, Tupo, obviously former league player, Wellington College old boy, and his younger brother Zeke is at prop. So... That's sort of the, the biggest strengths I see in that lineup too. So yeah. Tupo was a basketball player too. Just got to throw that in there. Jason Pine from our Saturday and Sunday 12 to 3 nationwide sports show. And Adam Cooper from our All Sports Breakfast and our morning crew. I thank you both for joining us on the show today. Piney, it's your last day, but you're back in for face-off, so we'll have a chat about things then. Uh, News Talk ZB Wellington Mornings. It is six minutes to 11. Get your sporting fix. Friday Sport on Wellington Mornings with RS Lane Panel and Vate. Get in the fast lane. RSLane.nz. News Talk ZB.